0: Not naming any names, but it's accommodation that we like to sneak our pets into. We asked if there was anywhere you'd taken your pet that they shouldn't have been after a cat was smuggled into the country via cruise ship. Great yarn if you didn't catch that one. Give yesterday's epahoon. It is astonishing. But some of you got in touch to say you'd snuck your pet into an Airbnb and then someone else said their mates snuck their Labrador into a bougie hotel which really they should get a medal for trying to get a labrador to do anything sneakily or undercover or quietly is prize worthy in Itself. By the way, you're stuck with just me for a little bit. Jess is off on a well-deserved break, so let's get into it. Kia ora. this is Newsable, I'm Imogen, and this is what's worth talking about. It's getting ever closer, a new government. But what have MPs been doing in the meantime? We speak to the youngest member of Parliament in more than 170 years. Rents keep on rising, and it's not just our biggest cities. The regions are starting to get more and more expensive too. How reading right through those terms and conditions, no matter how small the print, can have unexpected positive results. And AI is everywhere, but do we really want it designing our food? I took a leap of faith in the name of journalism and tried Coke made by AI. We've got all that coming up in a moment here on Newsable. Newsable takes time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz support. The jungle drums have been banging and it is looking ever more likely that a new government is now not too far away it could even be today. Dare I hold my breath? I shan't. It's nearly six weeks since the election, a little less time since the final official count mind, after the special votes, etc. But National Act and New Zealand First are now thought to have reached an agreement over policy and close to, if not already, deciding who gets what when it comes to spots in Cabinet. However, we haven't quite got there yet. So what have all the MPs elected back in mid-October been doing since then? Well, one of those new MPs, the youngest person to hold a seat in New Zealand's Parliament for 170 years, is Hana Rafati Maipi-Clark from Te Pati Māori and she joins us now. Tanakwe. koe. Kia ora, ngā Hana, what's been keeping you busy? It's been a month <laughs> since the election and the night that you took the seat of Hauraki wai, of Nānaia Mahuta and still not
1: much seems to be happening. I guess in the House of Parliament, nothing much mm. is happening and we're all kind of waiting like, OK, <laughs> what's going on? Um, but we've been on the ground, um, I think, during our campaign tour. We said, OK, this is not a one-stop shop. If I make it or not, I'm coming back. Because our electorates are so very, very big landmass, to Taitong is the biggest electorate in the world, we have been doing a tukumihi tour. And going around our electorate, the schools, the organisations, saying thank you. So we've done our whole other Mm. plan and waiting to see what's happening with the incoming government. You had your introduction to
0: Parliament a few weeks ago. How did you find that? And how is starting to operate within the parliamentary system, the Westminster system?
1: I guess I'm still trying to find the word because it's more than just a culture shock. I'm observing all these really random weird things and my family's like, what the hell? Um, But coming from a small town like Huntley, not even just Parliament, but the big city, I guess. (laughs) Everyone walks very fast. They've got the AirPods on. You know, they've got the key tags going. And I'm like, oh my gosh. It's full on. But I think uh, something that I have been very grateful for was lucky enough to go on to Oxford uh, last year and see how the true Westminster system works over there, um, and then compare it here to Aotearoa. Two days after the election, it was straight down to Wellington. Yeah. And I was like, can I have a nap? <laughs> <laughs> no, Hannah, we all walk fast. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, yep, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Induction is really crucial because you want to know everything inside out. In the books, and the standing orders, how they do the questions everything like that, and then seeing where the gaps are. Like That's our main job, is to find how we scrutinise and how we keep account this government, and finding those gaps. So it's been quite, it's like a puzzle that you're trying to fit We you, you fit in. What would you say your top two or three aspirations
0: for this parliamentary term are for these next three years?
1: I think, obviously, that we're in opposition. For me, I guess the wish list is so long, but Really trying to nail down my top three is working within my electorate. Definitely, now that I've been given this seat, the obligations and continuing the tour, continuing to engage with my electorate. Also, the younger people of New Zealand, whether you're Māori or non-Māori, that's definitely a space that, you know, there's the mahi that has to be done in Parliament as opposition, holding that front line. But I think... There's a lot of other stuff we can do outside of Parliament. This last
0: parliamentary term, Sepati leaders, Debbie and uh, Rawadi copped a bit of flack for not being at Parliament as often as other MPs and and their response essentially in a nutshell was, well, we're responsible to our electorate. Do you imagine it'll be the
1: same this next parliamentary term? I think now that we've got six, someone is always going to be in there. And there can be a roster, I think, that for us, it's definitely the people at the forefront of our whole entire being and our whenua, and that's priority all the time. But those sitting house days when we can vote, there will always be someone from Te Pāti Māori in there now, which which is amazing, I think, because it was really hard for two people to carry that load, and they weren't just obligated to the electorate they were actually obligated to te iwi Māori and the mutu. So that would have been, I can't imagine, I mean, i have shared some stories of that being such a heavy load to carry. Now that there's six of us, it's actually quite thrilling and exciting that how we can position ourselves. Hana rafati maiwi, Clark. Thank
0: you very much for taking the time to chat and good luck keeping up with the pace of those Wellington walkers. We're talking terms and conditions, T's and C's, later on in the show. And I do believe our guest will convince many of you to start reading them. I certainly will. Actually, let's just go with aim to read them more, shall we? I'm not going to make promises I can't keep. But as always, what better way to talk a little bit more about this topic than a good old Instagram poll? So head over there now, search Newsable NZ, and tell us, do you read the T's and C's? The cost of living is still biting deep and something that won't be helping quite a few of us is the continued rise in rents. Rents climbed more than 6% in the last year, according to CoreLogic's latest monthly housing report. Stuff's senior business reporter, Miriam Bell, has been going through all the details and is here to unpack them with us. Kia Miriam. Thank you for being here.
2: Hello.
0: Where are rents rising the fastest?
2: Well, um, they are currently rising fastest, according to CoreLogic, in Auckland Mm. and Christchurch, sort of followed by Hamilton and Tauranga. And then Wellington and Dunedin, they're rising at a slower rate.
0: And what about the regions? Because that that used to sort of be the safe pocket, wasn't it, or where people would Mm. suggest that everyone Mm. go to?
2: Well, apparently rents are still rising in the regions, but they're rising at a slower rate than in the main centres. And the reason for that is thought to be that with migration at a record high, many of those migrants... Or the new arrival migrants, at least, would head towards the main centres where there's, you know, more jobs and more chance of settling into a community. So, what sort of
0: prices are we looking at where things are the most expensive?
2: According to CoreLogic, the latest average weekly is $483, Mm. and in Auckland, it is. 6.22. Goodness, that's a a big jump, isn't it? And so what's driving those high increases? Well, wage growth does contribute. There is a link to higher wages and higher rents. The theory, I guess, is that when there's income growth, then tenants are more able to afford it. Mm. But... But it's also the fact that we still have a, you know, quite a big imbalance between demand and supply. So demand does exceed the supply that we have because we do have shortages of rental properties in many, many areas of New Zealand. Really.
0: And, and in amongst this core logic data, did you spot any signs of improvement? Um, no, not really. Oh, <laughs> Miriam.
2: I did talk to Calvin Davidson at CoreLogic and a number of other people. One theory is that with the change in government, there may be more investor-friendly policies coming through, which could encourage more investors to get back into the rental market. But of the people I talked to, they didn't think there would be a sudden massive rush of investors back into the rental market and a sudden influx of stock due to that. So although if the investor numbers go up and rental stock goes up, that could ease the pressure. It's not likely to lead to rents falling.
0: Miriam Bell, Senior Business Reporter, thank you for taking the time to chat. Thank you. Our long-awaited AI Coke test is finally happening. You do not want to miss these food critic-worthy reviews. And remember to make sure you never miss anything as great as tasting Coca-Cola designed by AI. Chuck us a like and a follow on your favourite podcast platform. We talked about scams earlier this week on Newsable. That was on Tuesday. Very good interview there, especially as we seem to be going through another wave of those scammy texts. So make sure you give that a listen if you haven't already. But on that scammy thread, in the sense that this was essentially making sure no one got scammed, here's something that caught our eye. JB Hi-Fi recently ran a promotion where nestled amongst the terms and conditions was a clause that essentially read the first person to click this link Take a screenshot and then submit a claim titled, can I have a $50 gift card? Got one. And that $50 gift card was claimed within half an hour. And you better believe we have found the person who read those T's and C's in full and was the first to make that claim. He's with us now. Nick, kia ora. Welcome to News of Kia
3: ora. How's it going?
0: Good. Thank you. Nick, do you always read the terms and conditions?
3: No. No, it's not my favorite pastime. Um, <laughs> but I know I just recently um, managed, to, managed to nab that one.
0: So what was it that made you read them in the first place?
3: I actually went to a uh, Trade Me recruiter meetup, of all things, and oh, the yeah. interesting topic was raised about data ownership and you know what's, what's happening with AI and mm-hmm. what actually happens when you submit things online. I think that was the main bit of, of why I started reading the T's and C's and, and you know where the data's going. And it's just been a kind of a, a browse through, just to make sure there's nothing nefarious in there.
0: And what were you buying from JB Hi-Fi that day?
3: I wasn't, I wasn't actually buying anything, They um, they running a promotion about winning cash back if you were to buy something, and I thought that would be an interesting way of, you know, if you bought something and you got to want it straight back, you know, what's, what's the actual uh, logistics of it, and uh, how does that actually play out?
0: Uh, it is nuts, this is phenomenal. Okay, so you are a recent terms and conditions reader convert, what's your message to everyone else out there?
3: Definitely read them, um, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that you should be going through the full things. It's just, you know, get get your basics down. Some of them are so long, just read the most of it.
0: Right, Nick, there we go. The winner of a $50 gift card and all for doing a bit of reading. Thank you so much for your time. on oh, and also, I'll note, don't know if you know this, Nick, six other customers at least tried to claim the prize after you did. So, really? wham, bam, too fast for them. <laughs> Thanks
3: for your time. Thanks so much, Jim.
0: Kia ora, Aotearoa, and welcome to... The Big Stuff Quiz. I'm your host, Imogen Wells, alongside my assistant, the wonderful...
3: Chris Hello, everyone.
0: Each week, we'll release a new episode to test your wits with two rounds of 10 questions. One pot luck round, and another that's very loosely themed.
1: A bit tangential, even. Such
0: a good word. If you think you're up for the challenge, go and follow our show on your favourite podcast platform. The Big Stuff Quiz is out now.
2: The Big Stuff Quiz is proudly brought to you by Melbourne. Every bit different.
0: i got a special guest. Brad Olson, head economist from Inframetrics. Well, okay, don't take this the wrong way, but you're not very special just because you are a regular newsabler. But you are still special, Brad
3: Olson. Thank you for that backhanded compliment. <laughs> Love it. I should have stopped
0: talking. A few of you might remember a couple of weeks ago. We talked about AI Coke on the pod because Brad was in the States and chucked up an Instagram post about the AI Coca-Cola he tried while he was there and how it was
3: disgusting. And how I then forgot that I'd put up that post and wondered why you'd mention it on Newsball. I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> Stealing my Instagram <laughs> content? What? Who, how, 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 how did you... Mind readers?
0: You're just a newsmaker, Brad. Uh, so Brad's only gone and bought me back a Coke to try. He's also bought a normal Coke. That were tasty. So I reckon we just pour them into glasses here.
3: Oh, the the smell's already hit me. Is is it that bad? Um, Let's swap. Let's swap.
0: Um, I'm just going to go back to the tastes that we'd found online. Tastes like toothpaste, I think. Tastes awful was your response. Yeah, it was a good response Um, for me. Someone said it tastes like vomit. Someone said strawberry yogurt. Someone said mango yogurt. Someone said juicy fruit gum. What one are you going to have first? All right, I'm going to try this one. You have to try with me. Oh,
3: no, I want to watch your response.
0: Oh, yeah, that's the normal Coke. This tastes like a shit (laughs) flavour. Or like that it's just old. Do you know what I mean? It tastes like a vanilla Coke that's... From like two thousand and five.
3: You know what I think they've done? I think they've added in all of the random flavours. They've added in a bit of vanilla, lime, a bit, of, a bit of lime, a bit of raspberry, a bit of um, cherry over in the US.
0: Yeah. it just tastes it, it honestly tastes like vanilla
3: coke from two thousand five. And you know what? That'd be in keeping with AI. You know, it's just regenerative. It's just taking all the stuff and just smashing it together.
0: Yeah, it can't come up with new stuff. It just goes yeah. back and, and then gives you an answer. So when I say nice. vanilla coke from two thousand and five, it's not like I've gone back to two thousand and five and hoarding a vanilla coke. I'm talking about a vanilla coke that has been in storage
3: since, since two thousand. That regular Coke, oh, that's a lot better.
0: Brad Olsen, thank you so much for playing the game, bringing me back some of this decades-old Coke. (laughs)
3: Cheers. Cheers.
0: Also, thankfully, this sugar-filled AI monstrosity is only available in the US and Canada. Although, interestingly, they are doing a sugar-free version, which will be available in the US, Canada, but then China, Europe and Africa as well. Read into that what you will. Anyway, that is newsable for today. I'm Imogen Wells, Matsewa. Newsable. News that's worth talking about. If you liked it and reckon it's also worth supporting, please make a contribution at stuff.co.nz slash support.